When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Another But Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, April 30th, 2020. We made it through another month. How about that? Congratulations. Check the box. April of 2020 is almost over on to May and brighter days ahead. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Today's Dentistry, it's where Dr. Mike O'Neill works. He's been my dentist for the last 26 years. I am never going to another dentist. I haven't been to another dentist since I walked into Today's Dentistry for the first time 26 years ago. Do you know why? Because he cares. And that's what I want. He's great at what he does, and he cares about how he does it and how he treats his patients. The whole team at Today's Dentistry does that. So call them. They are committed to servicing you in a safe environment. A lot of PPE being worn more than is being mandated by the Indiana Dental Association. They're doing everything they can to keep everybody safe, and that's what we should all be doing during these days of strife. Give them a call. Get a cleaning. Get an examination. Get something fixed. You got pain in your mouth. Have it administered to by the great Dr. Mike O'Neill. 317-849-2933. Andy Dalton has been cut by the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's the lead story on SportsCenter. How is that even possible? I'm not sure why. Maybe it's a contractual thing. Why did the Bengals wait until now to cut Andy Dalton? You knew he wasn't going to be with the team. There was no way they were going to pay that ticket for a backup quarterback. We know that Joe Burrow is going to be the starter day one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton's going to go play someplace. He's been okay with the Bengals. Not a bad starting quarterback in the NFL. He went to the playoffs four times. Sadly, he lost all four of those playoff games that he played in. He had a winning record for the Bengals during his time, during his era with the Bengals. One of the most important Bengals to play in Cincinnati, but that says more about the franchise than it does really about Andy Dalton, who came out of TCU years ago. Nice arm, nice quarterback, not great, never going to lead your team to a championship. So people on social media are saying, hey, the Chicago Bears need to sign Andy Dalton. What are the Bears trying to do? Aggregate all the mediocre quarterbacks in professional football simultaneously? For God's sake, they're not going to sign Andy Dalton. There's no room at the end. All they would be doing is guaranteeing that regardless of injury, they would always have a mediocre quarterback at the ready to take the helm in Chicago. Andy Dalton is not going to the Chicago Bears. Do you know what happened two years ago today? This is kind of interesting. Two years ago today, it seems like a hell of a lot longer than that, but two years ago tonight at New Albany High School, that's a good hint, in the basketball gymnasium at New Albany, Romeo Langford 
pulled out an Indiana hat from behind a podium and put it atop his head, signaling his intent to play for the Indiana Hoosiers and Archie Miller. That was two years ago today. A lot has happened in those two years. It feels like about 10 years ago, doesn't it? Romeo would have just completed his sophomore year of college, and so a lot of people, look, I'm not going to talk about that night. A lot of people had an issue with what what went on in that gym that night. Like the preacher from Romeo's church came in, and I don't know what was going on. He spelled out character with a lot of words that all describe Romeo. There was a a uh, a comparison to Abraham Lincoln, where if you listened closely, he wasn't really comparing uh, Romeo Langford to Abraham Lincoln, but some people took it that way. I wish at those things, look, the only thing people want to see, they want to see the hat go on a kid's head or the kids say, I'm going to Indiana. That's the whole thing. You can take the 45-minute show where everybody talks about what a great kid this is, and you can say, Indiana University, Everybody would cheer and go home happy with the 45 minutes in their pocket that they would have spent waiting to hear Indiana University. It came down to uh, Kansas, Vanderbilt, and IU. We know he picked IU. Was it the right choice for him? This morning on Breakfast with Ken, I was talking about that, and I said that I thought that Romeo could benefit by uh, going to Indiana for a second year and maybe a third year. He, uh, to me, he's a kid. And, and he needs to become more an adult. But I'll tell you what, you know, he was drafted by the Boston Celtics. Uh, and, and that was in the 14th pick. So he was a lottery pick. And he walked in the door guaranteed $7 million in his first two years. Then in the third year, it's a team option that would be worth $3.8 million to Romeo. And then in year four, an option worth five point six three. million million dollars. Now look, I'm no genius, but $7 million is a lot of cake. That is a whole lot of money to pass up. Go back to Indiana, you got a back issue, you got a wrist issue you were dealing with or a thumb, and you know what? If that becomes chronic, then all of a sudden your draft stock falls to zero and you get no money to go play basketball guaranteed. At the very minimum, whatever Romeo does in these first two years, he's going to get $7 million. That's a hell of a lot of money. That is much more money than I've made in my life to this point. Romeo's going to have that in his wallet by the time he's 21 years old. That's a nice little nest egg. Taking good care of his family, I'm sure he is. Romeo is going to be taken care of if he invests well for the rest of his life. And that is a nice thing to have. That's not the only thing that life brings us. And if he goes back to India, he can get his degree when he's all done with basketball. Let's say he has an injury when he's 25. He can go back to IU, finish up those three years, become a grad assistant or something like that, although he doesn't have to. They're going to honor the uh, scholarship for the four years, no matter what happens. That's the the Student-Athlete Bill of Rights that Fred Glass enacted as the athletic director at IU. So he, he really loses nothing. I don't blame him for going. I just think that there's more to life necessarily than money. And, and part of college is the ability to kind of experience some adversity in a controlled environment, enjoy yourself a little bit, make lifelong friends. I mean, how many friends from this Celtics team will Romeo Langford carry with him for the rest of his life, Right. Not a gob. You, you got some long-in-the-tooth dudes 
on, on that uh, on that team, right? You got Kemba Walker, you got Enos Cantor. They're both in their eighth year. You've got Gordon Hayward in his ninth year. Gordon Hayward's thirty years old. Is is Gordon going to want to hang out with a twenty year old? Probably not, right? Ta- Taco Fall. I don't know. Carson Edwards, maybe. In college, what I got out of college that was important to me at Indiana University is I met the woman who's going to become my wife, which is exceptionally important. I made great friends, many of whom I am still very friendly with and and count as close friends. That's what Indiana University was for me. It was also a place where I kind of found myself. And, and the way I found myself... This is, I don't know whether this is interesting to you, but it's interesting to me. I'm in the Union. I'm killing time. I think I was watching General Hospital in the Union on the big screen TV between classes. And as I'm walking out, I look in Alumni Hall, and they've got a summer camp registration deal or job fair, right? So I walk in, and I'm walking around, and I don't want to go to a place that's like a two-week camp that's that's screwy to me. I want to spend a whole summer. I, I thought at the time, I thought, you know what? If I go out and I get this job, I get a job at a camp. It was like February. Uh, then I don't have to hear any crap from my dad about going out and getting a job all summer, you know, and, and all spring. You got a job lined up for the summer? No. You got a job lined up for the summer? No. Well, if I get the job at the camp, I shut all that down. So I, I walked in. I found an eight-week camp called Camp Menominee in Eagle River, Wisconsin. I like northern Wisconsin. Seemed like a nice place. It's an eight-week camp where the kids are there for eight weeks. So you get to know people a little bit, right? You get to know the kids. So a guy named Glenn Klein, who at that point was the owner of Camp Menominee, he's there. We talked. I get hired. And up at Camp Menominee, I did something that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, on my way up toward the camp, uh, my dad dropped me off in Chicago. And in the car, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't have to be the funny guy. In, in high school and early on in college, all I wanted to do was make people laugh. That was the only thing. That's how I, that was my validation was making people laugh. If I heard laughter, I thought, well, there you go. There's, there's an affirmative for me. Chalk that up. Put that in the book. I didn't want to be that guy anymore. That guy, that guy was tedious to me. So I thought, you know what? I got nine weeks at this camp, eight weeks of the camp and one week of prep stuff to get the camp ready. I'm just going to be who I am, and I'm going to shut the hell up, and I'm not going to jump, you know, jump up and deliver punchlines all day every day like it's my damn job. I'm not going to be Robin Williams or a poor man's version, a destitute man's version of Robin Williams. So I went up to the camp and I was just me. And that was cool. People liked that. I was, you know, I wasn't ostracized. I wasn't found to be, you know, some kind of a boring person. And so when I came back to Bloomington, I was just really centered and, and thought, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be who I am. And it was in the immediate aftermath, it w- within that next year, I met my wife. I met a bunch of the people who had become my friends, if not for Camp Menominee. And if not for going through that kind of that, that self-examination and self-discovery in college that a lot of people go through and a lot of the adversity that leads to it, right? I got nothing to lose, right? I, I'm even annoying to myself for God's sake, at that point. But I go to Camp Menominee, and I kind of find my center. And then, all of a sudden, there are my friends, 
There's the woman who, who became my wife and who remains my wife. And out of that relationship comes a son, Ryan. And in my life as I know it today really had its genesis in that moment of discovery caused just because I walked by Alumni Hall at the right time on the right day and participated in a job fair to become a camp counselor at Camp Menominee. So that's the kind of thing that you get out of college. It's not about finite math, and it's not about sociology, and it's not about history of film or East Asian studies. And the last two of those courses I actually enjoyed. The first two, not so much. Anyway, it's not about the book learning that goes on at a university. It's about the life learning that goes on. And Romeo Langford kind of stripped his ability, willfully volunteered to forego all of that in order to go get $7 million guaranteed from the Boston Celtics. Is that a mistake? I don't know. We're going to find out as time goes on. I hope it's not a mistake for Romeo. But two years ago tonight, that happened at New Albany High School, and that was really the first big get for Archie Miller and and sort of set in motion a lot of the recruiting successes that he has had to this point. Romeo the first of three straight Mr. Basketballs to commit to IU, and if Christian Lander doesn't reclass to 2020, he is an odds-on favorite next year to be Mr. Basketball. And if he does reclass, Trey Kaufman of Silver Creek is an, is an odds-on favorite, and he may come to IU. That could be four straight Mr. Basketballs for Archie Miller and the Indiana Hoosiers. So, there you go. Uh, let's talk about the NCAA for a minute. The NCAA is not going to recommend changing the rules for one-time transfers. Uh, so that they would get a one-time waiver, automatic waiver, to participate instantly and, and be eligible immediately upon transferring. And, and I think that that's a little bit screwy because the only sports right now where you have to wait the year are revenue sports. Football, men's basketball, women's basketball, hockey, and baseball. Not revenue sports at every university, but those are the five sports, the five programs where you have to wait a year in order to compete after you transfer unless you're granted a waiver by the NCAA. We know what that's all about. That's self-serving, is it not? Of course it is. Now, do I think that, that transferring is inherently a good thing? I do not. I don't think so. I, I think that you need to kind of look yourself in the mirror when you experience athletic adversity and say, you know what, I'm going to make it through this just through the force of my will, I'm going to figure it out. And by doing that, again, you set yourself up to learn life lessons that are going to benefit you down the road. If all of a sudden at the hit of trouble, you go belly up, you pack a bag, and you go to another school, what do you learn from that? You don't learn a damn thing, right? So I'm not in favor of transferring. But I'm also not in favor of legislating that you are penalized in order, in order to transfer. I, I don't like that. I don't like the penalty phase of this thing because I think, like I said, it's self-serving of collegiate athletics and, and of coaches. They don't like the transferring. They like to have a more predictable uh, roster turnover than a kid just saying, hey, I'm out of here, get bent, and he goes someplace else. I think they ought to be able to do that because only the revenue sports are prohibited from doing that and gaining immediate eligibility. 
I want to talk for a minute about coronavirus and fall sports and how we're talking over one another and yelling at one another regarding the NFL season and the college football season because of coronavirus. All right, right now you've got two kind of factions. You've got the one faction that's like, we have got to stop coronavirus, whatever it takes. We cannot put people's lives at risk by filling a stadium to watch football. It is absurd. And then you've got the other group of people who are saying, look, you're putting people in financial harm. You're causing them financial damage by emptying stadiums or being way safety first about coronavirus and how the infection rate might go up based upon the number of people in a stadium. So you've got these two factions, and those two factions, they don't intermingle very well at all. They yell at each other a lot, and they become hysterical. And and the greedy people think the others are saps, and the, the, the people who are like, we have got to be safe about coronavirus, they think of everybody uh, on the other side as really, really greedy. All right. Neither of those are necessarily true. Neither of those depictions. What is true is that we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what's going to happen with the coronavirus over the course of the next four months. And it's going to be four months before any football is played, either at a collegiate level or professional level. We just don't know. Two months ago tonight, the last day of the month of February, the Pacers beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland at, at Quicken Loans Arena. They beat them. Um, both Miles Turner and Domas Sabonis had double-doubles. T.J. Warren had 30 points. And the place had thousands of people in it. All right? The night after that, the first day of March, Illinois beat Indiana 67-66 in front of over 15,000 fans. We had no idea then, two months ago, that all this was going to happen and that we were going to have stay-at-home orders and that we were going to quarantine and all this stuff was going to happen. We had no idea. We have no more idea today about what's going to be two months from now, and that's right at the beginning of July, right? End of June, beginning of July. than we did at the end of February, looking ahead to the end of April. So how about we slow our roll a little bit, We're a little bit tolerant with each other, and we understand that we don't know what the hell it's going to look like in two months, and we should should suspend judgment upon what those who believe they know what's going to happen because we know that they don't, and they know that they don't. And whatever Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burke say, God bless, but they don't know what it's going to be in two months, and they say so. They say, we've got to look at the numbers. We don't know. When we're going to be, when the NFL is going to be able to be safely played in front of a bunch of fans, or when the Indianapolis 500 is going to be able to be safely held in front of 300,000 people, we don't know. So let's take a deep breath, understand and acknowledge what we don't know, and move forward embracing our own ignorance. Can we do that? Because th- what is coming two months from now, it's not only unknown, it is unknowable. So let's understand it's unknowable, embrace that, don't articulate our opinions about what should happen given a set of facts that are not in evidence and won't be in evidence for a while. Let's just take it easy and take it one step at a time with each other, can we? 
I think we should. I think that's a good idea. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, another good idea. 8 o'clock on Facebook Live and then at about 8.15 on Periscope slash Twitter. Then I do it on YouTube at about 8.30. Are you kidding me? It's a show so nice I do it thrice. And then we read a chapter from my book, Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. It's available at Amazon.com. You can get the audiobook, the ebook, or the hardcover book. A hardcover book takes about a week to deliver. However, the uh, ebook comes like in the blink of an eye. So there you go. It's delivered digitally. It, uh, all you have to do is go to Amazon and search Kent Sterling and up the yellow and red cover pops. It's just that simple. We'll do this all over again tomorrow. Harry's going to ask me questions tomorrow. I can't wait. Fridays are huge because then the weekend comes. And the weekend's just a little bit different from weekdays. And right now, we embrace whatever the hell is just a little bit different from what we're doing in this moment because every day is exactly the same and it's driving us crazy, isn't it? Take a deep breath. Try to enjoy it. Read a book. I'm reading a book about Billy Martin. I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar. Kind of fun. We've got guitars in the house. Got some nice acoustic guitars. We got a nice Strat. We got a nice uh, Les Paul. Sit down, play those things. It's good. The instruments are much better than my playing makes them, but uh, makes them sound. But you know what? If you're going to learn to drive, do it with a Cadillac. Am I wrong? Of course I'm not wrong. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. 317-849-2933.